Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It is a podcast that I do throughout the week, and then I string it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan HQ, which is located in Asheville, North Carolina, by the way, a beautiful part of the country that I love very much, and I just got back. I was away for a few days. I'm sure nobody noticed except for maybe all of the restaurants that I'm going to every day. We're like, Stu, I haven't been here in three days. That's strange. Um, but yeah, I went to Detroit, Michigan, a place that I love very much. Shout out to the city of Detroit, the state of Michigan, my life partner, Dawn, she doesn't like it when I call her my girlfriend, my life partner, Dawn, uh, her family is from Michigan. They are actually from the upper peninsula of Michigan, which is the, whenever people in Michigan describe the upper peninsula, they always make a mitten shape with one hand, and then they make a piece over it that represents the uh, Upper Peninsula. So we all know Michigan shaped like a mitten because it's cold. That's why they shaped it that way. And uh, then the Upper Peninsula, I guess, is like a little bit of slush on top of a mitten. I love the Upper Peninsula. Don't get me wrong. It is awesome. It is beautiful. And I love to visit Don's family up there. But this time, we were mostly in Detroit. We were uh, there. We well, first of all, let me back up. I just want to say it's great to be back in Asheville. I miss this city even when I go away for just a little bit. And I want to give a shout out, another one, to Asheville Airport. We have a great little airport. It's so easy to deal with. I'd actually have not seen it so crowded before. Usually, I guess maybe I'm flying at weird times of the week or whatever, but it was, it was pretty crowded. But uh, it's such a small but charming little airport, and they do have good food at the airport. I did not eat there to, when I was there, either on my flight out of Asheville nor on my flight back. But next time, perhaps I will. I usually am a little nervous flying. I don't really like to fly, so... I don't usually have a big appetite right before I get on an airplane. Uh, but anyways, let me talk to you about Detroit because the second that we touched down in the city of Detroit, Dawn picked me up. She was already there. So Dawn is not only from up there, but she is currently doing an artist's residency up there. It's a really cool thing where she's staying in this artist's house. He has since passed away, but he left his house to the city of, I forget what the little city is that that is actually in. Uh, maybe I'll think of it by the end of the show. Sorry about that little city. It's kind of right next to Detroit and not too far from Ann Arbor, another great small city that I love very much. I just, I hate to travel, but I like to be places. If I could just blink my eyes and be there, that would be awesome. It's the getting there that I really hate, but I'm trying to get over that with the help of pharmaceuticals. Uh, yeah, I took it like a half a Xanax before I got on the plane, which was probably smart because there was a point in time where the plane went and did like a big type of 
it just dropped like it felt like 20 feet and everybody was like and then it proceeded on from there must have been an awful big gust of wind or something like that anyhow so we touched i touched down in detroit don picks me up at the airport first stop was a place called pleasant trees two words pleasant trees and it was a weed shop weed is legal in michigan come on governor roy cooper wave some sort of magic wand and make weed legal in north carolina holy expletive it is way past time for that they are making money hand over fist up there in michigan with this thing it's going to save their economy which is in the trash as far as well not the whole economy but they're not doing they michigan needs some money infused into its infrastructure let me tell you that for a city that loves detroit a city that loves cars so much the roads need a lot of help up there and so i i'm hoping legal weed gonna improve the whole state uh, not that it needs improving it's perfectly wonderful just the way it is but few less potholes nobody hates that so first off weed shop bought myself some pre-rolls got all blazed up right away and then i went we went to a place called Wright and company to eat and uh we got there we met our friends uh julian and molly and they uh had already sat down and had already ordered a couple of things and so we joined them but before we got it's on the second floor and before we got up there uh, we enter the building, we get in the elevator, and on the elevator is a young gentleman who is dressed like a cook. And uh, he says, and I say to him, we're going to Wright and Company, and we're super, like we said hi to each other when we got on. And then I said, we're going upstairs to Wright and Company. We're super excited. Do you work there? And of course, you know, he had the branding on his apron and everything, so it was just kind of a question that I already knew the answer to but he said yes and uh, so we chatted a little bit more and then I asked him well what's your favorite dish on the menu and without hesitation he said get the chicken and so boom when when I'm not sure if this young man was the chef or a cook or executive or chopping onions I don't know he just looked the part and when anybody from the kitchen of a nice restaurant just doesn't even hesitate and tells you what they think is the best dish on the menu. Get that dish. Uh, doesn't matter if they're the dishwasher or the owner, you get that dish. And so we got that dish. And in addition to that, and I'll tell you more about that, but in addition to that, we got some house made potato chips that had like a cheddar cheese sauce on them and some bacon and some tomato relish. Very delicious. And we got a salad that was called Wild Greens, Weeds, and Flowers. So it was a very pretty and eclectic salad with a lot of flavors and textures and colors going on. And it also included dried figs and puffed rice. And so that, those were very good additions to that salad. The very, very tasty salad with a nice house-made dressing on it. And then we got something that was one of the superstars of the evening and that was the potato pav or pave or pave or pavey i don't know how to pronounce this word i probably should have googled it before i started recording this meeting 
I, oh, I say that because I record these videos using Zoom. So everything's a Zoom meeting to me. Um, and, but I probably should have looked that up, but I didn't. Let's just call it potato pav, because I think I've heard people say that before, but maybe not. Anyways, it's strictly, it's a French thing, and it strictly refers, the word pav refers to the shape. Pav just means something cooked like a brick, like a paving stone, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's flat and rectangular and squared off at the edges, you know, like for like 90 degree angles and stuff. So it's like a paving brick. Maybe that's where the name comes from. I'm just taking a wild guess. I don't know nothing about nothing. Uh, but let me tell you, this potato pav, that's the pronunciation I'm going with, was freaking amazing. Like I wanted to tell our friends to go away so that I could just eat this thing all by myself. I wanted to tell Don, take the friends to the bar, order yourselves drinks, leave me alone with the potato pav. It'll all be here when you get back. And then they get back. I'm like, Whoa, I don't know. I turned around, potato pav, all gone. Um, that's how much I wanted it. I fantasized about that and then I shared because that's what we were doing. And it was fantastic. The first words I'm going to use to describe this potato pav and keep in mind it's like a brick shaped thing of like sliced potatoes that has been cooked to death like like just falling like not mealy and smashed up crispy on the edges and uh, so the first two words are garlic cocoa butter garlic cocoa butter that's what's the first thing listed with this potato pav. And then pistachio, something called ahi panka, which I'm not sure what that is. It was some crumbly stuff on top. And it had dry strawberries. And then again, another, just the last two words of the description, almost as good as the first two, marrow cream. Marrow cream, people. That's what it had. It had garlic, cocoa butter, and marrow cream on this square of potato that was just ugh, so good, man. And uh, I want to mention that I, I am learning what some of these food words mean. And I love it that French people do have a tendency to name food items after the shape it's in. So there's the famous croissant, of course. <laughs> and then um, the galette, it refers to the shape of the pan that the galette is cooked in. I, I don't know. I'm not a linguist or anything. I just find these things mildly interesting. Uh, let me get on to what else we had. We had some hamachi crudo that had some hazelnuts and some burnt honey and then brown butter and melon. So that's an interesting combination of stuff and it was quite unique and quite delicious. We also got some grilled bay scallops that included wild ramps as well as pickled ramps. Like the wild ramps came in the form of a sauce or something, I can't remember. But pickled ramps and then salmon roe cream. And so more cream. You'll notice the word cream pops up a couple more times, at least one more time on this list of foods. So they know they, they're not skimping on the calories at the old writing company and they're not skimping on the deliciousness either. I, you know, calories are my friend. They are, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, the base scallops, not my favorite dish. Others loved it. Let's move on. Then we, the, here's the chicken. It was called the green circle half chicken. 
Green Circle, I'm going to assume is the name of the farm. Something else I should, probably should have looked up before the show. That is a theme of this show. I should have a section of the show called Things I Should Have Looked Up Before the Show. It's just I, I don't know what I'm going to need to know when I talk. I think words come out. I'm not planning them. But I really should have looked. I knew I was going to say these words, didn't I? Green Circle, Half Chicken. It's probably the farm. And because the, the bistro tender, which I'll get to, was called the Cornerstone Farms Bistro Tender. So I'm just extrapolating. Now, the, the chicken, let's get back to it. The, again, the first two words, so delicious sounding, and in this case, so very interesting. Pho scented. Scented. S-C-E-N-T-E-D. Pho. P-H-O. We all used to call it pho back in the day. And then I don't know when it was. In 1997, everybody learned that it was pronounced pho. And uh, so the chicken itself was pho scented. I don't even know what that, what the pho that means. But I, I was sold immediately, the recommendation and then these two words. And then it came with a smear of butternut squash on the bottom, some charred baby bok choy. That was fantastic. Baby bok choy is one of my most favorite vegetables. Please serve it to me anytime you're making me vegetables. It also came with lemongrass. And then once again, the last three words of this description, just so interesting and uh, turns out delicious. But they are fish sauce caramel. Fish sauce caramel. Okay, world, just throw weird stuff at me and make it delicious, and I'm going to love it. And right on, right on for the person that we met in the elevator, this dish was stellar. Again, I didn't want to share with my friends. I wanted them all to disappear for a few minutes, and then I would make the chicken disappear in a few minutes. And uh, none of that happened, of course. We shared it. And this is the kind of thing I'm going to be thinking about for years. I, this is one of the problems with eating when you travel, especially at restaurants that have ever-changing menus. Like Wright & Company, very Asheville-style restaurant, in my opinion, is going to have a new menu all the time. Not that they would consider themselves Asheville-style. They'd probably be horrified to hear that. I'm just saying that we're used to these kinds of restaurants here in Asheville that have a menu and then, poop, it changes. And so this is the kind of dish, this scented green circle half chicken. It's the kind of dish I'm going to think about for years and I'm going to be like, oh, like I should have ordered two. Should have got one to go. I should have replicated it in the Star Trek replicator something. I don't know. Like I'll just be thinking about it forever. And I'll end this review with just saying the, the, the aforementioned green uh, Creek Stone Farms Bistro Tender came with creamy semolina, so there's that word again, cream, uh, fermented blackberry, and a duck and leek demi-glace, like a, like a sauce on the bottom. And uh, it was fantastic, like just over the top, delicious. Could have eaten the whole dish myself. Um, we, we crushed all this food, like there was nothing left of any of this food. Um, and there was only four of us. And it was, what, eight dishes, seven, eight dishes. And um, the, the bistro tender, the pho-scented chicken, the green circle chicken, and the potato pav were definitely, definitely the highlights of the meal for me. Dawn really loved the crudo and the salad. And, of course, the potato chips were a hit with everyone. That's kind of a no-brainer. 
you fry up some taters, you pour some cheese on them, you sprinkle them with bacon, and then tomato jam, why not? Uh, tomato pick relish, I think it was. Anywho, so that was our experience at Wright & Company. The table was oddly shaped and kind of weird, but you take what you get. It was a small space, and um, the whole restaurant was small, and the table was like less than half a circle, like a sliver of a circle, and we all were seated on one side of the circle sliver. It was crowded, but it was bumping and delicious. The food was awesome. The service was exemplary. I want to give a, a thumbs up to our server who was great. We didn't get their name, but uh, that don't matter. They're probably all great there, but ours in particular, if they see this video, I'm talking about you. Uh, and then for dessert, I will say dessert, as is so often, sadly, the case at these fancy restaurants that blow your mind with their entrees and appetizers, the desserts were passable, they were tasty, they were good. We got the butterscotch pudding and the chocolate hazelnut ganache. There were only three options. I forget what the third one was. And I don't mind having limited options for dessert, but... I often wish that the, the desserts were as tasty as, or as creative and delicious as the entrees. These were good enough. Um, there was a soft serve ice cream shop right across the street that we were planning to hit up after the restaurant, but it had already closed. It was also like 40 degrees out. It was cold up there in Detroit, telling you what. Um, uh, and so that, that was our dinner at the uh, Wright & Company right in Detroit, Michigan. If you haven't been to Detroit, you got to go. It's just a classic, classic American city. Yes, it does have these strange neighborhoods where every third or every fifth house is just trashed, burned, fallen into the ground. And then all the rest of the houses have people in them and are living there. And there's some beautiful houses in those neighborhoods. I, our, some friends of ours bought one and rehabbing it. And the city is practically giving them away. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities in Detroit. I can see that with my eyes, you know, in the city proper and the neighborhoods around it. There's just a ton of opportunity in that city. And an astounding array of architecture like mind-blowing just gorgeous architecture so get on over to detroit michigan uh go red wings they're my hockey team sorry you didn't make it to the playoffs this year there's always next year now that we've gotten rid of blashel maybe we've got a chance at this the individual players had great a great season this season the red wings not so much all right, everybody, thanks for listening to my show. It's called The Food Fan, I guess, and I will talk to you in a bit. Hey, everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, The Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters again in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, located in western North Carolina in the Appalachian Mountains. It's beautiful up here. Come pay us a visit. We'd love to see you. Uh, speaking for myself, there are people in this town who are so anti-tourist. I can't tell you. Uh, that bothers me a little bit because we're all tourists everywhere we go. We are tourists, right? Anyhow, I love Asheville and I want to share it with y'all. 
So uh, I love to talk about the food scene in Asheville, but today I'm doing more of a travel blogger thing in my little continuing series of videos, podcasts, radio segments about our trip to Detroit. And by our, I mean mine. I took a trip there by myself. My girlfriend, Dawn, was already up there. My life partner, Dawn, was already up there doing an artist residency in Novi, Michigan. The last segment, I couldn't remember the name of the city of Novi. It's a very cute little city. There's a lot of construction going on, so Novi might be changing rapidly. But uh, anyhow, we ate at some really nice places. I did a segment already about Wright and Company. Check that out if you haven't already. And now I want to talk about this little place we went to with some friends. Our friends Ryan and Millie took us to a place called the Metropolitan Bar and Kitchen. And it was really, really good. Now, it is really cute inside this little place. It's located, by the way, I'm going to give you the actual address, so get a pencil. Uh, it's located at 8047 Agnes Street in West Village. And I'll try to put that in the comments of the video as well. But uh, it's a really cute little space, been renovated. It's in an older building in one of those older neighborhoods that has a lot of empty spaces in it. And uh, this space has been renovated. It looks like it's an up and coming neighborhood. And the interior is just very cute. Uh, it's just old looking, made out of wood, kind of small, a little bit cramped perhaps, but not in a negative way. Let's say cozy instead of cramped. And uh, there's like a bookcase that the whole wall is this old bookcase that's full of curios and stuff like that. They, they could up their curio game a little bit. I'll, I'll give them, I'll just give them a little critique right there that the, they could be a little bit more interesting curios would be nice. But anyhow, the, the atmosphere, the service and the food were all excellent. I recommend this place very highly, the Metropolitan Bar and Kitchen. And I'll just quickly go over what we ate. And since I only ate some of the food, I won't review it all, but I will mention it all. First, we shared an appetizer of olives that were marinated in chili and lime. And that made them nice and soft and it mellowed them out a little bit. It did add a little bit of spice, although I don't recall them being too spicy. And they were delicious and not everybody likes olives. I have always liked olives and so I enjoyed these very much. Dawn ordered them, she often orders olives and she used to hate olives, so she got used to it. So if you're a person who thinks you don't like them, give them a try every once in a while. Maybe you'll find some that you do like. And uh, so those were great, recommend. And we also shared some dip and the dip was very good. It came with some nice crackers. There were not enough crackers to accommodate the dip. And uh, before we could even order more, the server offered more. And so that is good service right there. And the dip was very good. I forget what it was. It was like lentils and mushrooms, maybe. I don't know. It was, it was really good. It was vegetarian. And then I ordered the burger and it was called the Detroit double burger. And it was a double patty. The patties were very small and they weren't flat necessarily. So it was kind of a tall little burger. Um, and it was char, it had a nice char on it. And the char gave it kind of a backyard burger flavor to it. Like dad might've made back in the day. And uh, in a good way, and I want to say emphasize that that to call if I call something a backyard burger, 
I don't mean that it's bad. I mean, it just has a certain flavor to it that is going to give you memories of summertime for sure. And this one did for me and I enjoyed it very, very much. It came with iceberg lettuce. I admit I am a fan of iceberg lettuce. I am shameless about that. I am unashamed to admit that I love iceberg lettuce, even though everybody will tell you that it's nutritionally void. Like there ain't no nutrition, I guess, in iceberg lettuce. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just an idiot who likes iceberg lettuce. Um, and if you like it too, then more power to us. And there was also some pickles and what was called zip aioli. And I couldn't find a definition of zip aioli online. The closest I came was zip sauce. And I would describe to you what zip sauce is, but it, it had like 20 ingredients and I got tired of writing them down after like the second one. So just look it up yourselves. I'm going to guess that zip aioli is just aioli with some of this zip sauce ingredient in it. And, uh, and then there was brick cheese. And this is kind of funny because in the last video I made, I talked about a potato pav and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. And I didn't, didn't know what the word meant and I still don't. I still haven't looked it up. I probably should have. Gosh, that is the theme of these videos. But um, I, I speculated that maybe pav meant paving stone because the description is anything cooked in a rectangular shape. Is, could be called pav. And so the potato pav was cooked in a rectangular shape. I thought pav maybe means paving stone. I don't know. But now I do know that brick cheese is in the shape of a brick. That much I do know. It said that online. I was like, I'm going to look up brick cheese. I think I know what it is, like cheese in the shape of a brick. But I looked it up and sure enough, it is what it sounds like. It's cheese in the shape of a brick. It's, it's specific from Wisconsin. And uh, it's a mild cheese that does get a little more sharp over time. And so not, not atypical for a place up in Michigan to have some nice Wisconsin brick cheese on the burger. And it was awesome. That was all just a really long description of a great burger. So if, if you're in Detroit and you're in the West Village neighborhood, go to Agnes Street and check out the Metro Metropolitan Bar and Kitchen. My friends and my life partner got other things. Dawn got the ceviche and it was uh, tuna and she loved it. And like, she literally was like, mm, that was really, really good. I'm so glad I ordered that. Our friend Ryan got the tamale and it was a big tamale, sizes of a brick maybe, or a paving stone. And it was a mushroom uh, mole, mushroom, tamale with mole sauce and it, he really enjoyed that too he gobbled that up and then our friend Millie got what looked like tortellini to me and she said that that was also very good oh and I want to say I ordered some taters to go with my burger it was like the special and they were like twice cooked and, and smashed and all of that stuff and they were really good and you can check out pictures of all this food on Facebook that's where I post the majority of pictures of food that I've eaten. And you can search anybody's Facebook page and uh, find, like you could search for the restaurant name and find these pictures on my Facebook page. And my Facebook ID is Stu Helm Food Fan. So look that up. And that is also my ID for Instagram, Stu Helm Food Fan, as well as Twitter. I don't do as much food as I do politics on Twitter. And this week, here in Western North Carolina, where I live in District 11, 
and our representative is one Mr. Madison Cawthorn, things got real weird, like super duper weird. And Twitter is the place to read about that. Okay, that's it. I just wanted to talk about that part of our trip, uh, my trip up to see Don and other friends, uh, Don, my life partner, and other friends in Michigan. We were in Novi, we were in Detroit, and specifically we were in the West Village neighborhood of Detroit at this restaurant. All right, everybody, thank you very much. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, back here at Food Fan Headquarters in Nashville, North Carolina, and I want to do one last segment for you about my recent trip up to Detroit, Michigan, or I should just say Michigan, because we spent time in Detroit and in Novi, as well as in Ann Arbor. And Novi is a small city that's kind of next to Detroit, and Dawn was already up there. I've explained this in another segment, but just to reiterate, Don was already up there doing an artist residency at this place called the William Barr Art Park in Novi, uh, Michigan. And I went up to visit her and we spent some time in Detroit. And then we also went over to Ann Arbor. And in Detroit, one last thing I'll tell you about, I already talked about two restaurants I went to. One was called Wright and Company, W-R-I-G-H-T. And the other was called the Metropolitan Bar and Kitchen. They were both excellent. Then we went uh, one day to the Eastern Marketplace, which is a giant marketplace right in downtown Detroit, like right downtown. And it is overwhelming. Like it's huge and there's a ton of stuff going on. We got there a little bit late actually. So a lot of stuff was already sort of winding down, but I did manage to buy some excellent little tiny mini sweet potato pies. They were about three inches in circumference, maybe two and a half inches in circumference. And they were very, very tasty. And I bought them because we were having sort of a party later on at the art park. And I wanted to present these little tiny pies to everybody. And they were delicious. I was looking specifically for something called a Muslim bean pie. And I couldn't find one of those, but I did find some nice sweet potato pies. If anybody knows where I can get a Muslim bean pie, here in Asheville, or even more specifically, a black Muslim bean pie. I would really like to try that. Um, and then also at the market, I bought some popcorn from the Amish folks. Like the, they were selling all kinds of flavored popcorn. It was good. It wasn't great, I will say. Uh, and I bought some sausage from a guy buying sausage. And I, I failed. I bought this thing called summer sausage. And I'm just going to say it was awful. Um, it was like a big old log of bologna. I just, I, the, the popcorn, the sausage, my fault. You know, because people up there, they love this summer sausage stuff, I guess. But not my jam. And the whole party was disappointed that I purchased this crap summer sausage rather than something else and then uh we got some pierogies and we lined up to get pierogies and they were very tasty uh and we bought a bunch for the party later on as well and they were excellent tasty and i i reheated some even like days later and they were still great and so they were great and i recommend the pierogies at the eastern market i also recommend getting there kind of early 
And there was a lot, oh man, we got these baked goods. I forgot to mention that. And I, I unfortunately didn't write down any of the names of these places, but if you are to go to Detroit or if you live in Detroit, you happen to be listening to this and you know about the Eastern market, you can go and these places will be there. I, I can almost guarantee it that these, all these same places. So just walk up and down and look for these items. And there's one bakery, we got like a croissant and some breads and, I got this thing called a, a croffle, <laughs> C-R-A-F-F-L-E. It's like a croissant and a waffle all smashed together. It was excellent. I loved it. And so that was a highlight, the, the bakery. And I wanted to mention that I am spoiled on pierogies because I lived in Chicago and I lived in a little neighborhood called Ukraine Village, which did have a lot of Ukrainian people and also a lot of Polish people. And I ate the best pierogies of, of all time in this neighborhood. So almost nothing will ever top these pierogies, those pierogies. I just want to say that. So that was the Eastern market. I recommend it. I had a couple of fails in what I decided to purchase. Uh, the pies were excellent. Look for those. The baked goods were excellent. Look for those. And there was tons of vegetables. And Don bought like mini cucumbers and salad greens. And they were excellent. So go, go for veggie, fresh veggies. Be wise. There, there was a sausage stand right next to the guy selling the summer sausage that had all kinds of really beautiful looking, really like, house made looking sausage and i just didn't make it that far before i purchased this dang law it was like a 12 pound brick of ugh, summer sausage anyways the next thing i want to talk about is not in detroit but in ann arbor which is a city that i personally just love very very much i grew up in boston which is a college town it's like the college town so people might think oh ann arbor is such a college town but i don't mind that I don't mind that at all, as long as it's not too crazy, like everybody is indoctrinating them to the football team or something like that. Uh, but at, in Ann Arbor, we visited a, a marketplace called Kerrytown, and it was awesome, like incredible. Like, hey, Asheville, go take a look at this Kerrytown marketplace and do something just exactly like it, like do exactly the same thing that's happening in the Kerrytown market. So it's an indoor marketplace with permanent businesses in there. And we got some stuff and we got some oysters and some wine in particular. And we had heard that it's fun to go to the Kerrytown market and get raw oysters. Don and I love raw oysters. So we were down for that. And once again, we got there a little bit late. So things were closing down, but we were able to get six raw oysters from a place called Manahan's Seafood Market. So thank you folks at Manahan's. They were even like closing down and they went, they were very friendly and very welcoming and they prepared us six oysters, just three each. Later on, I had regrets. I could have eaten five or more. Um, and they were PEI muscle uh, oysters. I'm not sure of the name, but they were Slightly briny, not too briny, um, or I like real briny oysters, but these were like medium brine, medium sweet. They were kind of like a middle of the road, not too big, not too small. They were like baby bear. Everything was just right. And so we, we couldn't bring wine to the fish market, uh, but we could bring the oysters to the wine store where Don purchased a bottle of wine and they 
uh, opened it for her and poured her a glass to have right there at the counter or at this little table, tasting table inside the wine market, which was really nice. So I came over with the oysters. Dawn was there with the wine. She had a glass and a bottle there. And we sat there and enjoyed that. And it was, it was, how can I say it any other way than that? It was just a lovely experience and something I wish I could replicate here in Asheville, like something from this place, bring it to that place. Ta-da. Um, and the wine market was called Everyday Wine, which I love the name of that because yes, <laughs> everyday wine, I, I, I like it. Um, and I don't even drink wine. I just am supportive of wine drinkers. And we also got coffee and we got coffee to drink in-house at a place called Zingerman's Deli, which is not inside the marketplace, but was like a two minute walk or literally a three minute walk according to Google Maps from the marketplace. And Zingerman's is an old classic. And once again, if Asheville, if, if, if the people who make big decisions here in Asheville could go to Zingerman's Market and then bring that concept right back here, or just a shout out to Zingerman's, maybe you wanna open a satellite location here in Asheville. Zingerman's is just fantastic. It's got all kinds of great market items like potato chips, peanut butter, all kinds of great stuff. Not like average run-of-the-mill BS. It's like all this stuff you've never seen anywhere else. Some of it they make in-house and they package these days because they've been around a while. But a lot of it is just like unique stuff and delicious and stuff. Whenever I go there, I'm insane. I'm like, I want it all. And I'm only there for like an hour or whatever in Ann Arbor. So I always have a lot of FOMO when I'm at Zingerman's, but we went in and we just went in to get a cup of coffee. We weren't down to like eat a whole meal and stuff. So, uh, and the coffee was just excellent. And I bought some Zingerman's chocolate bars that they make and they were fantastic. And uh, the, the whole experience was awesome. Look up Zingerman's online and, and just tell me I'm not crazy because it's the greatest thing ever. So thank you, Zingerman's. And then I also bought a bag of coffee from a place that was inside the um, the Carytown market. And that was a place called Sweetwaters, plural, Sweetwaters. Um, and the thing, the reason that I bought this bag of coffee is because it was like, they roasted it, they ground it. And I do, these days I drink so much coffee, I buy it ground. I'm sorry, people who grind their coffee at home. I used to do that for a long time, but it just, just turned into a pain in my ass. Um, so I bought, it was it roasted and ground by them. And it was a French roast, which I love with chicory, which you can hardly find that. And I drink Cafe Du Monde coffee that comes in the yellow can. You can hate on me later. I am a, I do love great coffee, but I'm not afraid of like not great coffee, you know? And, and I admit any coffee that comes in a can is not great coffee, but I love Cafe Du Monde. I love that the chicory makes it so dark for some reason. I love dark coffee. And I know, again, I'm showing my age, Old people like dark coffee, but I'm old. I don't mind. Actually, I'm pretty young. I'm only in my 50s. I decided the other day I'm going to stop describing myself as old because I'm hoping to live to be like 150. So I'm just a young man in my 50s now. So anyways, that was our trip to Ann Arbor, a beautiful, beautiful town. If you live there, I am jealous of you. Uh, if you want to switch houses every couple of years and I'll live in your house, you live in my house let's talk. Um, and I hope to come up to Ann Arbor more often. And in fact, so often that I can spend so that I can spend some quality time 
inside of Zingerman's and deal with some of these FOMO issues that I've had now for years. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to my travel blog about uh, my trip to Detroit to see my life partner, Don, up there, who's staying at a residency in Novi. And we went to Detroit and Ann Arbor, and it was all very good. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Hey, everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, back here at Food Fan headquarters with another segment about the local food scene for you. Uh, local meaning Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, while I'm at it, I want to thank WPBM 103.7 FM in Asheville, North Carolina, who take my humble podcast videos, whatever you want to call them, and we string them together and we broadcast them on local radio every week here in Asheville. So please tune in and listen to me live on the radio. Or not live, pre-recorded, but broadcast on the radio. As opposed to a stream or a podcast, which you can listen to pretty much anytime. Any hoodles, I wanted to talk to you guys about some food news. I don't uh, typically do food news. It's not my forte. I have tried to rope other people into doing the food news with me, which is code words for for me instead of me. I've tried to pass this, what I consider kind of a pain in the ass task on to others and have had limited success with that. Um, or I've, I've had varying success, shall we say. Sometimes good, sometimes not. Uh, anyhow, I want to now try to do a little bit myself, and I apologize for my lack of news delivery skills, but I want to say goodbye to two great restaurants and two favorites uh, of Asheville. And uh, these, these two hurt. Uh, restaurants do close down, and they close down for every reason you can think of the least of which is the food is no good. Like that's, I find that to be the last reason restaurants close down is because ah, the food was no good. It's usually like the location is terrible. The rent is way too much. Some tragedy happened like a fire or something like that. And um, that, so it's always really sad to me when a restaurant closes down, but in some ways I know that it's also at times quite a relief to the people involved to finally be able to close their doors after struggling for a while. And these past two years have been a struggle and the hard times ain't over. The supply chain is all effed up, especially because this dang war in Ukraine is apparently really messing things up worldwide. We're, we're hooked on worldwide goods. And so that hurts us when the world is a mess. And uh, so, you know, the typical reasons that things go wrong in this world, war, greed, avarice, hatred, things like that. And so that's going on right now and messing up everything, including the food chain, supply chain, et cetera, et cetera. And so let me just tell you that one of my total favorite restaurants closed down and I, I don't really know why except for maybe the location was not optimal and perhaps the rent and overhead was just too much I don't know the reason but Ziggy's bakery and deli has closed now that makes me super sad if you all know Ziggy's anybody who's ever had one of Ziggy's one of chef Robin Ziegler's Phillies one of her cheesesteaks 
uh, one of, or one of her Rubens or meatball subs or any of her sandwiches or her bagels knows how excellent, just excellent that food was. Just some of the best of those things in Asheville or ever. That she had the best ever Philly cheesesteak. And I know that people hate it when I use the word Philly, so I'll just say cheesesteak. But she was from Philadelphia and her thing was the real deal, man. And uh, so um, she has closed her doors and that is sad. She will be open for, as you listen to this on Friday, she will be open for one more day on Friday. <laughs> you know, this does get broadcast on the radio, as I mentioned, and it get broadcast on Fridays and on Saturday, May 14th, that will be Chef Ziegler's last day. She did it for three and a half years. And that's, that's a struggle. She's, and that means that two, two of those three and a half years were the COVID pandemic years. And those were very, as everybody knows, very difficult years, especially for the hospitality industry. So a sad goodbye to Ziggy's. Robin made a post on Facebook in which she said that she was excited for her next culinary adventure. And so am I. As far as I'm concerned, Chef Ziegler is just a fantastic chef one of the best in town. So anything she does, I'm going to be checking out for sure. All right. And then uh, someplace that's been around for 10 years is closing and has closed as I record this. And 10 years is a long time in this town. And uh, that is Zia Taqueria over there in West Asheville. They're closing their doors. They, or they have already, they made a post that they were going to on Facebook. They made a post that they were going to, do switch to just takeout until they ran out of food and then they ran out of food and they made another post. Thank you for the big rush. Thank you for all the love. We're sad. We're closing our doors, but, and in this post that they made, they said they are excited for the next food vendor that's moving into the building that they occupied. So if you're familiar with that building, it's, it's a pretty large space with plenty of parking. So, optimal right there on Haywood Ave. So a great space and we're sad to see Zia Taqueria go. It was an Asheville favorite. And again, restaurants closed for all kinds of reasons. And even a place as beloved, just like straight up people love Zia Taqueria. <clears throat> even a place like that is vulnerable in a dicey economy. And I'm old enough, I've lived through all kinds of dicey economies. Like, believe me, this is nothing new and it's not going to be the last time, but the recovery right around the corner. I'm sure of it. Uh, I hope so. Uh, so, and then like moving on with some more food news, there's another thing that happened a couple of weeks ago and that is the Delhi Lama food truck, which I just love. And I love the people who run it. That's chef Chazzy Edwards and her wife, Erica and the crew that works with them. They are wonderful people. It's a wonderful truck. The food is amazing. Best wings in Asheville and uh, they best chicken wings in Asheville bar none. And they suffered some vandalism to the truck that was very out of the ordinary. A person who was having a mental episode of some sort um, was apparently convinced 
that there were voices coming from the truck and that there was a person trapped inside the truck. Uh, this, this is what I heard directly from Chef Chazzy. So Erica showed up to open the truck and the windows were smashed out and this person was still there. And they, and the police arrived and the, took this person away. But in this, this person's efforts to, you know, free, quote unquote, free the individual that they thought was trapped in the truck, they tore it to pieces. Like they, as a symptom of their mental illness they you know like they tore open the panels and they ripped back the oven like places where just no human being would ever be able to fit uh they tore out all kinds of they just destroyed this truck um and and had been there for hours doing so apparently so a really sad situation all around like mental illness is so difficult for the people who suffer with it, who have the mental illness, and for the people who suffer because of it, like because they know this person or because of something like this, uh, where just who are you going to blame for that? You can't even be angry. Uh, and anger has its place as an emotion. It's a release. And so it's, it's, it's a tough situation, like tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage, I guess. And they did raise a lot of money through a GoFundMe. A friend of theirs started a GoFundMe account and they raised thousands of dollars. And they're very thankful to the people of Asheville for supporting them on that. And um, they are working on repairing the truck. I, got a, I wrote to Chef Chazzy this morning and they're working on repairing that truck. It's been a little hard because just like I was saying, the supply chain's messed up. It's been difficult to source parts for this truck. And besides, it's a fairly old truck. So I would imagine that parts are not all that readily available, even in the best of circumstances. And they are working on the truck themselves as much as they can. And um, the truck is old. And, the, and so insurance company has not been the most cooperative of their devaluing the truck very much. So again, the community donations were very welcome. And uh, they said that they would like to have the truck up and running again by May 21st for the release of the mother trucker beer at Catawba. It's like a big deal. And so, and they are they are always at Catawba Brewing on Fridays and Saturdays. They are not right now. It appears to me that the Purple People Feeder is filling in for them, another great local truck run by very nice people. Um, and so, you know, all love and support to Chef Chazzy and the crew uh, and Erica and the whole crew at Delhi Lama Food Truck. If you want to make a donation, they could still use them. Um, and you'll just have to do a Google search for their GoFundMe account. Uh, so yeah, let's hope they're back up and running ASAP. They are one of the great, uh, one of the great food trucks of our of our area, and it's it's a shame what happened. And we wish them and the individual who did the acts of vandalism, uh, un, they couldn't control themselves. Let me just I don't know how else to put it. So we wish them the best as well. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. I uh, will talk to you soon.